0: are you with me welcome to the gentleman's talk i'm your host james dean Littlejohn. john i'm here to talk about mental health and i'm back <laughs> i'm back on my favorite day and it's mother and sunday so happy mother's day to all of you beautiful mothers out there that is hopefully being spoilt on this day this hallmark day as they say um for you it's a day for you so um, i'm certainly doing my my bit for my for my my wife my partner and i'm making sure she has a nice relaxing day sunday roast is in the oven um all the uh, the accomplished uh, all the all the details the accoutrement the lot everything is all in there um so yeah how are we um i've not spoke to your wife it's been a bit of a rocky one in the sense not not in a negative sense um uh, before before you i sort of break into it you're on crossy's ear again um no not at all no what i mean is um it's been uh, i've done i've had so much on i've had so much on i've been i've had meetings in london i've had broken into um you know sort of normal jogging if you like business as usual home life's been a little bit chaotic and uh yeah and, and and i've just Basically, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time—a good week now. I was like, I've got these podcasts I want to talk about. Um, I just—it just happens to be that sometimes life gets in the way, and I and I do um, enjoy art as well. So, art has taken over this weekend. So, um, it's kind of like you know—you've got to try and find that work-life balance, and this is something I talk about all the time. Um, getting that work-life balance right and um, for me I'm quite um, I don't really stop much and when you actually look at my life I don't really relax Um, not in it it's all self-inflicted I absolutely do it myself and I do it for my own reasons it's what my mind wants to do so I allow it so um, but sometimes it does it does exhaust me but this weekend was art weekend I hadn't done art for a couple of weeks and podcast was kind of my my prevalent my sort of you know my my Oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think. Of my, I can, literally can't think. Um, it was at the forefront of my mind. It was my priority. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, precedence was the other word. See, the, the, when you stop and think, these words come flying back in. But um, podcast was my priority at the time because um, I've started a new venture. So this is my, my free reflection um, aspect that I talk about mental health. And um, I love this bit because I love giving back to the community. Um, I've built my whole foundation of where i am today on the basis of this podcast the gentleman's talk and it's really really important because obviously i've recently been diagnosed with um well I say recently a little while ago now but i'm going through the nhs route to to get the medication and um, stuff i'm talking about so I, i've decided to do a premium content on adht and um, why premium Mainly because um, I I put a lot of effort into this as you as you probably hopefully have realised by listening to me for this long, um, you know I put 167 hours into this or this podcast alone. That's a that's a lot of time. 167 hours. That's more than most people work in a fucking year. Um, so you know, as long as a full time job, a dad, a husband, a son, a brother, you know, a friend, um, my artwork, which is an, a big part of my life. You know that 167 hours is a big achievement for me um, and really I wanted to go down ADHD I'm learning about it so I felt it was one of those ones where I, I need to um, feel a little bit of value for myself um, it's okay giving back to the community but sometimes you you've got to get compensated for that time and 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 I think that personally you know with 3,000 downloads of my podcast so far when I haven't really advertised much because um it's expensive Um, and this is what I talk about so this is my way of giving back but at the same time having the ability to um, be able to promote myself and reinvest Um, and I talk about this all I talk about this as well you know this reinvestment purpose has to come around somewhere and when you put so much effort into something it's really important that you get rewarded for it Um, and I think that me personally um you know i'm very very humble in the sense that um i never really give myself the um the the, you know the sort of kind of the gravitas that i think i deserve you know i kind of just go um you I, this is who I am I, I enjoy these aspects if these aspects help promote my positivity well-being and mental health and at the same time helps other people then absolutely um, the downside is buying the computer system spending 20 pound a month on Adobe auditions buying the microphone at 150 pounds you know my artwork costs me 60 70 pound per piece that I have to invest and I've sold one piece out of the 15 that I've made so do the calculations there um, you know so everything takes money everything takes time and it's okay making things for people it's okay doing things for people but again i've probably in the last i don't know six months alone invested about seven eight hundred pounds into myself through all of this so I need to get that back because otherwise I'm going to be constantly in a negative and it's okay giving back. But at the same time, if I can get that investment back in and still offer the same kind of detail, um, fun, frolics and everything else that I can chuck your way, then absolutely. And I enjoy this. So it's a win-win situation because I get to do something I love. Um, and you know and get paid for it but in a really small way i mean, you know 9.99 for a, a permanent subscription to my to my channel my premium channel I think it's acceptable um, you know because that that's that's nothing really you know that's that's a one, one-time one payment to to listen to me on a, on a on something a subject that I'm learning about and if you've known known anything about me in this in this whole entire journey in the last 14 15 months you'll know I put my heart and soul into everything I do and that draws me in, actually. So here I am. This is reflection. Why am I doing reflection early on a Sunday? Well, it's Mothering Day, so I need to give a little bit back to my family. Um, but I'm committed, and this is the importance. So here I am. Normally, I do this in an evening when I'm relaxed, chilled out. I'm not saying I'm not relaxed and chilled out now. But um, normally, it's kind of it's kind of the last thing I do, the closure before bed, if you like. Um I'm doing it now because I've got to juggle some things around you need to multitask but at the same time this is important to me this is the importance and this is where I'm bringing us back into the mental health zone we're back in the room people um this is where I talk about the learned habit this is where I talk about commitment this is where I talk about um assurance and and um accountability they all fit into you need to do that thing routinely So you need to do that. If you don't do that, then you are going to fail. It's as simple as that. You have to do something routinely. Now, I've been doing this routinely at a minimum on a Sunday for 15 months. And I now know that every Sunday is investment time to myself. With that, I invest in you. I invest in me. I invest in the podcast and I invest in everything. So it's a big investment for me. It's almost like, you know, I've invested in, I don't know, fucking etsy because i'll say it because i've just been on etsy trying to sell some stuff i've invested in etsy and sunday is my reflection day to see my returns um and that's that's the important bit is is with anything anything in mental health when you stick to it and you you absolutely nail it for three months this is a really key part and i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep bashing your eardrums listening about it but when you absolutely do that That's when it becomes a learned habit. That's when it becomes the norm. It's only when you step outside the parameters of what you've now incorporated as a new learned habit does it change. So if, for instance, you go running every single fucking Wednesday, every Wednesday, and then that one day something happens... I don't know, a family event comes up because at the end of the day, like you said, sometimes we have to juggle our priorities around. Hence the reason why this is an afternoon podcast. Now, not an evening podcast. I'm juggling the things around. But the key part is between me and the gatepost or me and you, if you like, um, I'm still doing this. What a lot of us tend to do is we tend to get into a learned habit. We tend to get into a routine with something. It becomes enjoyable. We start seeing the the positive signs, and then something will chuck in something like uh, life will chuck you something. Your curveball, like, either you feel ill, or you just don't feel it on the day, and you've not really got the sort of uh, gusto. It that's acceptable. You haven't got the enthusiasm for it, or and a family event comes up. Whatever it may be, yeah, whatever it may be, that's what causes the problem. And then you stop. And then you go, oh, I stopped last week. But you know what? I feel quite happy being lazy. And then you get into a fucking spiral. And then we start cascading down. And then when you sit there at the bottom and you're sat in this pit of despair thinking, I'm overweight. I'm unhappy. I'm not really positive. The fucking world's against me. I fucking hate this place. When you're in that pit of despair, I guarantee you and you listen to me i guarantee you that when you reflect back and you do an investigation process on your own well-being you gave up at some point you stopped the journey and you didn't pick it back up now the key thing is if you're successful at making sure that you do these things what we tend to do and anyone that's successful in any way shape or form in something that they've incorporated to better their health mental health or invest in their future if they've done anything like that like me if you enjoy the process you will make time for it i've made time for it this afternoon i've gone in and i've said to my family and my wife i'm going to be gone for a couple of hours because i'm doing two podcasts i've got an hour to talk to you beautiful people and then I've got an hour to talk about my new Beautiful People extension of this Beautiful People uh, about ADHD. It's a slightly different topic, but I want to add a little bit more to that. So I said I'm away for a couple of hours. I've made the time to do it. I haven't sat on my fat carcass and gone, sat the podcast off. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to cook tea and I'm going to eat tea. And then I'm going to sit down and watch a movie or whatever we do as a family, whatever it may be. And then I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to go, OK, then i well, will catch you up with tomorrow. Tomorrow won't come tuesday won't come wednesday won't come you'll get to thursday and you'll go i'm close to sunday i'll save it for next week and then what happens is you've then gone like i've done before two weeks without talking two weeks without doing what the thing is you enjoy doing now i'm committed enough because i've put a financial investment into myself with this so there's a financial implication to this which which i think adds a little bit of um it adds a little bit of a positive aspect for me because i've invested in myself i'm just going to be might as well just hemorrhage money and as you get older you tend to be a little bit more um upset when you hemorrhage money and um, for me that's the aspect that keeps this going but however not just that now, that would have been on my dark days. That would have been where I'd gone fucking sack it off. But, oh no, do it, James. You know, and you get those days and you've listened to me over this last 14, 15 months. You've listened to those days that sound horrible and they're tough listens. And I know for a fact because unfortunately, I see the stats. So I know what podcast, when I release it, I know what the podcast does. And if you get 100% engagement, it tells you you've got 100% engagement. A couple of my podcasts have had 50 to 75% engagement. Now, what does that mean to you? To you, probably nothing. That To me, that means a big thing. That means that people got to 50% and stopped listening. People got to 75% and stopped listening. And that's the important bit. So that's when you know. And I won't ever undo those podcasts. And I will never stop talking about what I'm talking about. Because those difficult podcasts are actually the most important ones. They're the ones that were fucking tough for me to get through. So they mean the world to me. Just as much as the easy ones like here where I'm just fucking talking along like bumble, bumble, bumble. So I've done that. That's the learned habit aspect. That's the important bit. And if, like I said to you, if you're in the pit of despair, you're sat there and the world's against you and you've got no fucking money. And you've got no fucking this, no life, no social life, no relationship, no friendship, no job, whatever it may be. Have a look back. Have a look back. Look at the accountability because where are you sat where you fucking sat in the pit of despair are you sat at the garden looking at your beautiful flowers and your beautiful house home looking at your beautiful family or are you sat in a dark room watching shitty tv on your fat carcass in joggers you've been sat in for four or five days with dinner stains down your front and then your hair's a mess you're unshaven you smell because you've not quite washed properly do you see what i mean You've got to be accountable for you getting up your ass and doing that. Getting off your ass, not up your ass. Whatever floats your boat, maybe up your ass floats your boat and gets you fucking going. I don't know. But you've got to do it. You've got to. And if you, if something crops up in life, then make time for the thing that makes you happy if that's running, walking, doing whatever it may be, artwork, wakeboarding, snowboarding, snakeboarding, boarding, 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 and boarding, if it's any of the boardings, get the fuck stuck in there and get out, whatever it may be in life, it may just be seeing family, it may just be seeing friends, it may be just going to the pub and having a breakfast and a chat like I did the other Sunday with my friend, Um, and these are the important things we need to do, and that that's the positive nature. You have to make the time to do it. If you don't, and you watch the weeks turn into months, and I've got very good friends of mine, and I've also got friends that I've lost, because they do that. They sit on their ass, and they don't do anything. And you kind of go to yourself, "What are you doing? You're moaning and pissing and moaning about life. It's not gonna fucking fall in your lap. If you win the lottery, it, it's lucky." It really is fucking lucky. Don't rely on the lottery win. Get up and get what you need to do. Like I said this morning, I woke up. I'm out this morning. A crack of fucking dawn. soon as Tesco's opened, getting some fresh tulips for my wife. So she's got some fresh tulips on Mother's Day. I'm sat down there painting doing the top coat on all my artwork so they've got a lacquer finish on them and they're curing at the moment I've raked my garden and refed it and I'm starting a podcast I've done two walks all of these things are because I'm committed I'm wanting to do that and that's where I spoke last time And, and I do I we all have these dark days fuck I do you've heard me you've heard me down in the pits but you've got to take accountability to pick yourself back up a bit and my last podcast where I spoke to you and I was in a fucking dark place then, my friend listened to me. I think it's the one called Sheesh. That was it, Sheesh. Um, it was tough. That was the, sorry, the, um, oh my God, do I need you? That was, that was a really horrible place for me. And I can reflect heavily on that because it was a big impact. It was a dark point in my life. My friend listened to me. And do you know what we've done since then? And this is the positive aspect of reaching out and talking. We've been to spoons and had a, um, a breakfast on the sunday we we had a full english breakfast and we chatted away absolutely fucking lovely we've been up to the club the local rec club in the middle point of where we both live there's a little uh, a little village called uh, it's not, it's not a town now um called amesbury and, uh, and we meet up there we and we have a once a week now um we've we're committed we've bought a membership and we're going to go once a week to have a pint and a catch-up just literally relax these are the things we're doing to incorporate. He's taken a new step. He's quit his job that was his old job that was um, his part-time job that was making him um, a bit miserable. And he's got another part-time job, an outdoorsy job. So he's making investments in himself. I've started the gym. So I'm going to the gym with my wife three days a week because it's important to go with somebody. So these are all things. So now when you look at my week, my week's pretty much like a full of positivity. And this is the investment piece so Sundays we'll start from Sundays I don't know why I start on Sundays I just I just do Sunday's reflection day big reflection day for me that's a really that's a self-investment day I use Sundays for myself because everyone's a bit subdued no one really knows what the fuck Sundays are about it's just a day of relaxing isn't it but I use it as reflection so I listen to music I do my podcasts, I just relax, I pot around the garden, and it's just a general pot a day. And it's really good because I slow down, I take time, and I think about what I'm going to do in the weeks coming. And then you break into Monday, I'm going to the gym, Tuesday off, Wednesday gym. Thursday, I'm going to the social club to meet my friend. Friday, I normally just have a social with my friends, either gaming or whatever it may be. Saturday with the family, and that's the that's that's a really positive week. And obviously, you know, as we break into the summertime and you know spring is upon us, um, we, we'll be going out more because we the sun is the sun the sun is shining. Uh, the weather is yeah, I'm breaking into it. I'm breaking into it. So here I am talking to you. Um, And I've had a bit of a doozy, so I'm learning all sorts. Always learning. I think it's really important to always learn. I'm going to take... I've got a gin in this afternoon. Listen to this. That is a beautiful gin. That is to uh, get me through this podcast and talk to you with a little subtle gin in the background. Why? Because I can. Anyway, I have a doozy. And I mean a fucking doozy of a potty. I mean an absolute doozy. Why didn't I think about talking about this before? I don't know. I think um, you get kind of, I think when you talk about mental health, you kind of get stuck in. You just kind of just bumble your way through. This is a learning process. I, I have no structure to this. I have no plan. I literally spark, I hit record, and I fucking talk. and and everything just comes from my brain there's no script there's never been a script i just believe in you know what i read what i understand and what i feel my emotions and i think that's a really important part but when we talk about mental health there is a topic that i have never fucking come across and you that you may have done you may have done maybe i've been blindsided. maybe i've just been a bit naive and the title is really kind of um it sort of gives it away a little bit. It's his and hers. But what do I mean by his and hers? Well, I read this article and I've gone, and actually I saw a little TikTok and it, the, the TikTok made me exp- go into the article and I read this um, uh, this Johns Hopkins Medicine article and then that led me into a little rabbit hole, you know, like it does, where you kind of go, okay, well, I've read that article. This is, this is a related link. I'm going to read this article. And they all oh. said the same and it it blew my mind it blew my mind okay it uh, like I in a good way because it made me really rethink and reevaluate possibly how I talk but how I think about mental health and the key is like I said depression his versus hers really is what the topic is I think for me and one thing I haven't spoke about is there's a massive list between the differences and, and this is a different i think the reason I've, I've not spoke about this and it just hit me there just whapped me right on the side of the face like a fucking sloppy wet fish Whoop, and fucking slapped me. oh god that's a dirty wet tuna and i I'd have thrown up as well um it's probably because of all of this and i'm not looking at it as a negative because we. but but please understand i was born in the 1980s so i am a little bit older so i don't really understand a lot about this i do understand enough but I know there's a big thing at the moment with gender and and how you identify and and he he him them they um all of those sort of things and I absolutely get that i absolutely get that there's there's a place for inclusive um inclusive talk i i do understand that um and and i think it um it's really positive actually to 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 look at it inclusive i think we've gone a little bit too far at the moment but that's just a personal opinion i think we've gone a little bit too far with some of the things um with making sort of um men that i want to i that are men haven't gone through the sex change but want to identify as a woman competing in sports and really like smashing the shit out of women's records for life because they'll never get undone um i think that those sort of things are a bit a bit different i think that if you want to identify and you know you you're, you want to do whatever you want to do with your life you crack on i i, I don't so i will caveat this the whole of this segment is going to be based on his and hers so that, to me i am identifying as two genders there is a male there is a female so i apologize um however um I know that I can underpin that with mental health doesn't really. And this is what you're going to come at me with if you were going to come at me. Uh, mental health doesn't really pick a gender. Um, however, how we deal with. Um, oh, Christ. How we deal with um, our gender is, is the key part. Uh, for me, and how we deal with, um, not not gender, how we deal with our mental health, it really does fit into how a man and a woman would, so irrelevant of this, the, the details of uh, what you identify as, I know this is long winded, but I really need to put a disclaimer in here, because I'm going to talk a lot about his and hers, so I am identifying as two genders, because that's how I was raised, and I think that mental health, although it doesn't discriminate against who it attacks, um, the way we react are based on this. So this is a reaction point. And one thing we don't do is, is look at mental health in the aspect of two different genders. And I think that is really, really important because depression looks massively with women. Women, when they're depressed, they sort of kind of go into an emotional state they kind of cry they get upset which then brings in other female people because other female people other females and friends because they see the emotion men react to that emotion because they see the emotion in the woman and they go christ alive you know all men know if you see a woman crying you're like fuck something's happened you know in most cases i don't think men will ever really understand women but you go to comfort the woman that's what you do what men tend to do is get angry we tend to get angry and we the way i was raised was boys don't cry that's the way that you were raised and even now um i think there's a lot of times where you kind of look at a boy and you go no mate what are you doing you don't cry and I think that we it's hard to get past that because you need that kind of instability you need that Sorry, you need that kind of stability in a sense as a man because it gives you that testosterone boost I suppose but it's not a case of man up it's not a case of you need to mean man up it's 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 just a case of um sometimes I think that um, say for instance if you hurt yourself a lot of the times men are taught just to fucking get on with it just like yeah just brush it off and crack on mate and you need those those kind of people as soldiers as leaders as whatever you need those people to just brush it off and crack on because you need that resilience in in nature in in human nature you need that resilience you can't have everybody going fucking oh, i stubbed my toe i'm off for a week you can't do that the fucking world will shut down but we have to do it in an inclusive and this is where we'll fall back around in, in, in an inclusive manner and we have to do it with a little bit of um, diplomacy and a little bit of delicacy, I think, as well. And that's where we're nurturing each other. It's not a case of, you know, shutting down, man up, fucking stop crying, get on with it. It's just a case of let's have a fucking chat. We can deal with this. We can push these things through. And for me, I think it's kind of um, a really key element there that we don't look at it like that. Because men, are, when they what what do men do when they get depressed? What do they do? They absolutely plow into work. They plow into just completely and utterly overwhelming themselves with tasks, so they can take their mind off of the thing that's making them upset, and they can move forward and they can just go fucking on with it. Yeah, they're just going to do this. Give me the next job. Give me what do what do women tend to do? Women tend to get a bit emotional about things. They tend to be a little bit like, I don't like this. This is quite bad, and I don't look at that is not a negative at all. Okay, I will caveat that not a negative. None of these are negatives. This is just what our brains do. Men tend to overload themselves and kind of get into tasks and they do more work. And women tend to get a bit upset, a bit emotional and kind of it overwhelms them. Now, I think that that's the mental resilience of men. We we are taught to be a bit more mentally resilient in that sense. However, the downside to all of this is, and the positive to a woman by showing her emotion is, she shows her emotion absolutely fantastic, brilliant. We're going to go and comfort her. We're going to go and support her. We're going to go and, we're gonna nurture her back through. We're going to let her know everything's going to be okay. If it's work-related, we're going to support you through training. If it's home-related, then, you know, whatever. Hopefully, your family will come together and support you. But that one trigger, and I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that we all need to go away and cry, but that one trigger point has kicked in all of society's support. And that's what it does. And as a very base foundation of support, it comes with female friends. They're very close-knit. They look after each other. If someone gets emotional, I always talk about, and, and this. I hear the conversations, you have to remember and understand I've got three daughters, a wife, and a mother. So, um, you know, all of these women, at some point in their life, I've seen all of them cry. I've seen all of them get upset about things and, and, and a world and, a, and an absolute plethora of different things as well. It, it, it's not pinpointed to one thing. you know I've seen them get upset about a world, a wide variety of things. However, the one common denominator, um, the one common denominator between all of those people when they've cried, they all had support. Whether it was from me, whether it was from my dad that supported my mum, whether I supported my mum, whether I supported my um, my family, my wife, my kids, whatever I've done, we've that that emotion has absolutely quickly snap of her fingers provided support in in seconds. How many of you been? Uh, how many men have you been out there that have listened or seen a woman cry? Whether it's a woman in the street. Do you not, if you see a woman in the street crying, what would you do? You'd want to go and comfort her and go, are you okay? Is there anything I can help? It's a natural instinct, unless you're an arrogant fucking prick. But you would naturally go over there and you would be like, shit, what can I do? Are you okay? I've done it. I've been in work. I've had a woman come into work and she completely, I was doing an audit, completely unrelated, never met her before. She fucking broke down into tears. Next thing I know, I'm in a coffee shop, talking to her, putting the world to rights with her. Now that one emotion from a woman triggers a world of support, a world of shock. How many times have you seen a woman cry in a situation and you've gone fucking hell? That's calm down. How many how many times do you see if you've been in a I've been in you know, I'm not gonna deny it, young young as a young lad, you were in fights, who was the one that was kicking off? Who was the one that was getting emotional? The women were. And then you'd listen to their shrieks and their cries and you'd stop. Because that is a shock factor of a woman when they're upset. And we naturally trigger to that. It's, a, it's, like a, it's, it's just like an emotion that instantly subdues a man. Now, what don't men do? We don't show emotions, do we? We just bottle things up and we move through life. And we, we wait till fucking... Well, we don't. We don't even know what, what's going to happen. We just assume that our brains and bodies are going to sort this out. The unfortunate fact is, nine times out of ten, it won't. Your body won't sort it out, and your brain will go, I've had enough of this, mate. I don't want to do this anymore. What the fuck are you doing? And we don't show emotion, we don't trigger it in. Now, I've got a key bit of evidence of where that works. I did a podcast, Oh My God, Do I Need You? And yes, I absolutely did get emotional because I was going through a lot of shit at the time. I still am, and, and I just lost a little bit of control. My three fr- closest friends, my, my, my best mate, rung me this, the next morning. Listen to you, mate. Fuck. And that's what's kicked in all of these, these new things, these new going out at weekends, meeting up, um, getting, getting memberships at social clubs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's kicked in a world of positivity that wouldn't normally happen because normally I wouldn't have said anything and I would have gone through life. And the next thing, nine times out of ten, that you hear is that when a man's upset is he's no longer with us. Well, what the fuck? Well, actually, there was some signs. He, You know, he was angry for like the last year. He's been fucking really like, um, you know, quiet. He's isolated himself. He's put on a bit of weight. You know, all these negative things. I saw all of these signs. And then they go, what did you do about that, though? Well, nothing. He was angry. Oh. Do you not ask why he was angry? No. No, I just kind of. And then the next thing you know, he's a statistic because he's gone. I can't deal with this anymore. Now, it doesn't show signs of weakness. It doesn't mean you are weak. I did that on a podcast to you, the world, everybody to listen to. I did get emotional. But what did it do? It wasn't a full cry. It was just the, the, the tone in my voice had changed. But you could feel, you could f- feel the reverberations through the microphone and went, he's not right. He's not right. My mate rung me up. Then my uh, my other mate texted me saying, I'm here if you need me. And then my other mate, Bilster, a couple of weeks later, because he is a bit of an ignorant fucking prick at the moment. Um, he will listen to this. So that's why you'll get that. Um, listen to my message, listened to my podcast and said to me, I'm here. And he was going through his own things, but still reached out. Now what do i what is the common denominator there then people what did i do that was different to what men don't do i shared my emotions i shared my thoughts and it kicked in my friends i didn't shout to the world i didn't fucking cry i didn't get upset i didn't say but what i did do was i spoke with emotion I changed the tone of my voice so you could get it, and it's really important that you do that. Men have really big pitch changes. I can go really low and really, and you can go really, really high. You can go really, but your 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 voice will dictate that. And it was clearly apparent by the three closest people to me, um, in in my little friendship group, my three closest friends, all said to me, "How hey, you fucking doing?" Now, if I'd have not spoken. We'd have gone weeks and weeks. Then I'd have probably met up with them, you know, down the beach in summertime. And I would have said nothing about it. And it, we would have just gone on. How you been? Yeah, I'm doing okay, mate. Um, You're not really okay. Inside, I'm fucking crying, killing people. I want to fucking ruin the world. I fucking hate the world. I hate people. And for me, that's the important aspect is I didn't do that. I just went, fuck me. Life's a bit fucking tough at the moment. Problem ha- problem is a problem halved. And that's what I did. Now, it didn't mean, I didn't open up to them anymore. I didn't, I just said, thanks for being there. The fact that they reached out to me and spoke to me was enough to give me the evidence I needed that I'm, I've got people that love me. That gave me the positive, the positive aspect to carry on. And that's the key part. That's what women do right. Um, excuse me a second when I take a little sip of Maginot. Oh, it's a fucking delight on a Sunday afternoon with a little bit of sun in the air. Spring is upon us people. Spring is upon us. So, and that's a difference. Do you see the difference in that? That's such a key part, isn't it? That you just by the t- by the tone of my voice, my friends listens to me. They reached out to me and said are you okay? It's kicked in some positive things. Now, what do women do? Women get emotional, men jump in, we support, friends jump in, women friends support chocolate comes in flowers comes in pamper days come in all of these good things to re that person and make that person feel great they've showed their emotion and everyone's gone fuck me Christ, let's get her, she's a, she's a valued human being, oh, I fucking love her, I'm gonna make her feel fucking special, I'm gonna bring in some chocolate and some flowers, it's gonna perk her up because she knows she feels loved, then we're gonna go out of the weekend, I'm gonna come over on Friday, we're gonna have a gin, we're gonna go out for a pamper day or a shopping day, fucking brilliant, they've got it right people, come on, what do we do? We bottle it up, we fucking give ourselves more pressure, we, we, do diy things we fucking chuck ourselves more workload you know we get, we isolate so we're alone we're we're fucking crazy we are crazy fucking people we're crazy men and that's the problem is then we get to the point where we're going and then we get there and we go oh no one's around us well no one's around you mate because you didn't fucking say anything i didn't know that and even then, we do have failing points. Now, this is the this is the thing. This is the easiest way to talk about this in risk assessing. If I said I was in a really shit place, what would most people do? Well, I'm here if you need me. We need more than that, people. We need more than that. This is the key part as well. This is another key element to this. Is men, when they reach out, you need to reward that. Fucking right, mate. Or I'm feeling shit, mate. Do you fancy going, we're going to be slightly different. We're going to go to the pub we're not going to go shopping unless you like shopping you might like shopping if you like shopping go and do it if your friends like shopping go and do it if you're if you if you're down somewhere you, you, you've got an afternoon come meet up mid ground this is what me and my friend did kieran my my, my my bloody good man to the point where i've made him a gift because he, he really has been there for me um he rings me absolutely every day um Constantly, constantly Im- involved in in just my well being. So, uh, you know, for me, and even even he goes through his own things massively, um, but he's always been there for me. So I made him a, I made him a gift, um, and that was a really really key part. But you know, so for me, what I did is we we reached out, and he he implemented those things. He went the extra mile. He said, right, we are going to the rec club. So we went to the rec club on Wednesday. And we had a game of snooker. It was a fairly close game, actually. I was a bit, bit devastated because I thought I was pretty good. Um, not saying he's bad, but he's not a snooker player. So, in any way, shape, or form, so I must, I must say that. But he showed some good. He, well, he showed some good positivity. So this is going to be a beautiful future. You know, playing snooker together. I love snooker. I really do. Um, it's, it's just one of those. It's, it, it requires skill and it requires precision uh, to a degree. It's not like pool. I love pool as well, though. But we're going to go to the rec club. And he's, but he did that. And then first off, he said, should we go to golf on the Sunday, the two days after I spoke? And I was like, golf or, or breakfast? We ended up going to the spoons. And we had a great breakfast. And we had a great chat. A couple of hours. Went back. That's the, that's the bit that bolters up. A text message is Okay. Don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's basic foundation level. Actually going the extra mile by s- a- acknowledging someone feels shit. And this is what we don't do as men. And I'm I'm fully... Um, I, I, that's that's 100% my fault as well. I don't do enough of it. As, as I don't turn around and go, what the fuck are you doing this afternoon? And I think we get into this place where we just shut ourselves down. So much, men, that we don't. And I look around and I see my, I see my missus and my kids fucking talking to their friends they're on their fucking phone every single fucking day my wife te- um facetimes her friend every single fucking day i'm just like wow christ i mean you know i send my mate a two minute message saying if going can have a great day um you're going the extra mile there mate <laughs> but this is what we don't do enough of and this is the difference between how we cater for men and women in our mental health this is why we need to look at the differences we don't men and women are so different in how we approach our own mental health how we deal with it and unfortunately men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women and that's like absolutely that's accounting for nearly what eight out of every ten suicides is men eight out of ten suicides is men that's a fucking that's a that's a boggling statistic and i love statistics and for me that's a that's just it's quite an overwhelming um quite an overwhelming one and i think it's probably because we don't have those key elements as men we don't we don't we don't really nail into the whole looking after each other as we should um and i think that That's why those statistics will always be so high and that's why I think it's really important that we offer advice. And you've seen it, clear hand, evidence is there that by acknowledging that you're not feeling great but adding a little bit of weight behind it. And then by, as a friend, stepping in and going, I've acknowledged you're not great, we need to do something because I've not been very good at being a friend or or if i make that effort because you quite haven't quite quite got the um the mental strength to make those decisions which is another key part to men is we do get to a point i think where unfortunately when you when you plow into work and you plow into uh isolation what you don't then have is the mental capacity to do the social aspects which is why a lot of um a lot of men when they when they really start losing control you know we don't shave we don't wash you know we we tend to we tend to sit in just wallow in our own self-pity but on on that's on the background work but on the face time what we are doing is we're fucking absolutely smashing it we're at work fucking like a demon we're like fucking i'm doing this this and this and this and that's because we give up the valued part of our life. We give up the social aspect. We give up the engagement. We give up the um, the fun, the friendliness, the the cleanliness. <laughs> we give up all of that to function. Our our role as a man in society is to function. Now, there was um, a, a sort of. A little thing that i I watched this little clip the other day, and I was just trying to remember actually on what it was and there was these there was this little this little village and basically all the men were you know completely and utterly sort of suicidal they were they, they were having really really um really high suicide rates and they couldn't understand why and it was because men didn't have a job they they ultimately they got they, they needed that sort of that element which is a lot of the reason why um, we have things like the military the military is a great function for men because it gives you structure, it gives you um, discipline, it gives you commitment, and it gives you the it gives you everything. That's why a lot of men turn to the military, um, because of all of the it fills all the functions. It gives you sports, it gives you a bit of academic, it gives you the, the war. We all love, you know, it gives you everything. It gives you get to play with guns, you get to do all sorts. So it's, it ticks all the boxes from a man's perspective. But the the higher the suicide rate is when men don't feel worth. They don't feel like they're needed. They don't feel that like they're required. I had quite an in-depth conversation, actually, with my dad the other day. Uh, was it, I say the other day. It was, it was actually yesterday. And uh, it was to do with Mother's Day, and we were coming across. And the reason I, I sort of shouted out to him is is my dad's in his 70s. Um, he hasn't really had a, a family role I suppose he's always been dad and he'll always be the dad you know the big cheese the man if you like Um, I always call him the, I call him the big cheese and um, he'll always be that guy but you do get to an element uh, I suppose as a dad where you become a little bit redundant you kind of go okay well I don't need to look after my boys they're off they're doing their own thing but you need that life fulfillment and my dad wasn't getting this from work either so you know, he wasn't getting the fulfillment, the job satisfaction at work. So he's been a bit of a limbo. And we had a bit of a conversation um, yesterday. It was just, we hadn't spoke for a couple of weeks because I've, again, I've done the stupid thing as a man. I've isolated myself. And what I did was I said to him, um, you know, are you okay? And and I, and I had a long conversation with him. He said, well, do you know what, son? I'm, I, I'm not really. He said, you know, I, I need purpose and I haven't got purpose. Um, and it is that's what men like men like to feel needed as much as we say we don't we do we need to feel we have a purpose we need to feel like we're like do that's why when the jar comes to us and it's like can you open the jar men are like fucking pop yeah i'll have a bit of that because we we feel like we're needed if you're not feel needed then men will go and this is the reason why i want to run sometimes and go off to do my own thing because i'm like if no one needs me then I'll go and work on my own. I'll go and live on my own and I'll, and I'll give myself that gratification through whatever it may be, whatever my medium. So that's what men do. And I said to him about, and I said, you know, are you okay? He went, not really. I said, I've, you know, I'm close to being redundant. I've not had a job for three years in the civil service in, to a degree because, you know, the, his, his job was kind of disbanded and he kind of moved into another role, but the role was never really sort of never came to fruition. Um, so he's been a bit bumbling around. He doesn't feel like he's a dad. So we had this long conversation. It was a beautiful conversation. And I said to him, well, you're the fucking dad, mate. I said, you're the dad. Take fucking charge. It's Mother's Day tomorrow. What are you not doing? Why are you not organizing an event for the family to come over? Why aren't you taking charge of this? If you're not happy at work, then move to something that you can do that gives you that ability to feel wanted and needed. Even if you're 17, you still want to keep going because you still want to feel that's another thing. Men want to fucking just carry on going. Um, and I said to, him, and and we had a long conversation. And he said he texted me. He didn't say a lot. He didn't say a lot. He never does because he's no he's you know, he's, a, he's born in the fifties. So uh, you know he's been there. He's fucking seen some crazy times. I mean, if you think imagine being in, born in the fifties, so just at the end of World War Two, uh, he was what? Well, it's about seven years after the World War Two, I think it was. And um, you know he's gone through the Gulf. He's gone through Falklands. He's gone through all these conflicts. He's military, but he's also gone through sixties. 70s 80s 90s and the 2000s music genre that alone says everything to you you know he he was you know in in his 70s his prime was his 70s and 80s what a time to be alive um so he's seen it all and he's got to the point where almost feels a little bit redundant and i think that's probably because of the fact that We're heavily reliant on technology. We're heavily reliant on... You go to work now and everything's technology. And you don't print anything out. I've not had a printer for fucking three years. Because I've not printed one document out. Whereas he still relies on printers. I think he's still got a fucking fax machine and work. And all of these things, I think, are are what holds holds a generation back to a degree. Um, I've managed to move with it a little bit. But I do know people in my generation that were born in the 80s that still struggle with what is basic you know, basic stuff now to, to, to my children, my children now, you know, sort of like, um, you know, late teens, um, you know, technology is everything to them. They literally, you know, FaceTime to me is is still, I don't use FaceTime. It's still a baffle to me. My kids are on FaceTime 24 fucking seven. They're never off of it. How the fuck the bandwidth can, can fucking deal with it the way they talk. And I think that becomes, you do become a little bit like that. And I think that where my dad's kind of His mindset is keep going, his body is keep going, but you still need to move with the times and you still need to move with technology. And and it is a fast paced world out there. And I say to him, just fucking step back and enjoy. And that's for me because I'm in my 40s and I want to step back and enjoy. But he's like, no, I don't want to. I want to feel purpose. And that's the difference, I think, between men and women in the sense of how we deal with mental health. And one of the reasons why I thought this was such an an important uh, topic to talk about because excuse me i'll just move my leg went dead it went literally dead actually um i think it's i think it's gone um so yeah so you know and i think that's the important thing we don't look at mental health in the right aspect and the reason it pulled me into this is because this is very much how um mental health now is it, it's moving leaps and bounds i'm not kidding you they've uh, but it's, it's, I say moving leaps and bounds. It is moving forward, but really we've gone backwards. Like, um, but they are looking now at mental health through female and and male um, uh, ways of way we deal with things. Because I'm completely different to how a woman would feel it, uh, and I think that's the problem. Is why our statistics are so high. Is because we don't have that little mitigation barrier. We don't have that little intervention where we show emotion and everyone comes in and goes fucking hell. Well, shit. You know. Because you do, you, you look at a woman when she shows emotion, it's like, fuck me, has it got that bad you're showing emotion? And they do they do look at it like that. They do say, well, fucking hell. You know, are you okay? Oh, it's just got on top of me. It's been like this for a couple of fucking weeks now. Then when you speak to a man and his bit, when it's got on top of him, unfortunately, that's normally when he's become a statistic. And then, and then you go, okay, then with well, the signs, were the signs were there for a fucking year, mate. Because we don't show emotion. So we bury it deep signs are things like anger isolation weight loss weight gain mood swings lack of cleanliness these are all signs that you don't associate with a healthy man a happy man never shuts up a healthy man has a healthy body and mind and that is a key key part you need to understand that if you're failing somewhere you're not happy you need to find why you're not happy deal with why you're not happy because if you don't deal with it at the first point at the baseline that first little creep bit where you've started to show a bit of anger and you let it get to the point where you're just a walking fucking ball of anger where i am most of the fucking time when you get to that point and you're walking around like that that becomes the norm that becomes a learned habit that becomes how you react to everything and it takes, and it's taken me, and I'm still working on it, it's taken me fucking two years to undo 14 years of negative behaviour, and I'm still working on it, I'm still struggling, because I've done it for such a long time, my initial reaction is, bosh, fucking raw," you know, and that's the key part, is when you get like that, everyone tiptoes around you, everyone knows when I'm in that fucking mood, because it's become a learned habit, and this is what I'm trying to undo, and this is where I say to my dad, you know, well, find yourself a purpose. Find something that you enjoy to undo or, or, or to supersede what you found as a purpose. If your purpose is, like my purpose at the moment is get healthy, get my healthy body, healthy mind. And I've given myself that purpose. And I said to him, give yourself that purpose in life. If it means dropping down your hours to do more things that are rewarding to you, because there'll be a point where you can't get up in the morning, you can't walk, you know, 20 miles. Well, you can walk 20 miles now, so walk fucking 20 miles. You can do your DIY. Do your DIY where you can. So when you're in your slower ages of life, where you should be now at 70 anyway, you can actually fucking relax and enjoy, because everything around you done. And that's the educational piece. That's talking. I, I've, I've spoke to my dad for 45 minutes. That's the longest I've spoke to him in one stint. Like conversation talking because we're on a phone so you can't kind of sit there and pull your phone up and like you know i've been i've spoke to him and spent the day with him before you know in work but you do you go off and do your own little things so it's never full on board um but a, a direct conversation for 45 minutes i do it a lot with my brother actually is he, prime example i talked to my brother for you know a good hour um it used to be an hour constantly because he used to get the first hour free um on mobile phones so he used to get to an hour and he used to hang up on me on the fucking on the button, the cheap bastard wouldn't pay anything to carry on talking to me. Um or he'd hang up on the hour and then re-ring me again. And then he'd be like, oh we're gonna talk for an hour again. I'd be like, no mate, that's not how it works. You're not having two hours of my time. Precious my man. I you know, but it was good. It's important to talk. It's important to talk. And I think this is where this is why I was so so passionate about talking about this. Because For me, it's it's about understanding that men and women deal with emotions differently you can't categorize mental health as it's mental health oh have you got depression okay then so you fit into this category well do i oh you've got adhd are you fit into this category we're now learning adhd has seven different categories we're now learning mental health depression has different levels stress has different levels and we can all we're actually understanding more about mental health autism has different spectrums now they don't even call it i think they call it something else completely different it's the it's the autistic spectrum now and for me and it's like the understanding with adhd and this is a bit that i talk about in my premium podcast where i talk about understanding failure and uh, and things like that you know with with adhd it's there's so many different aspects that can understand that it makes you makes life a minefield i understand it's a minefield but what we need to do is put in these little things in place hold accountability for your understanding of your own mind and body and also acknowledging that we need to look at mental health in these two spectrums we need to talk about mental health in these two spectrums you can't have depression in a woman being the same as depression in a man because there is not the same there is no similarities in how we deal with things women deal with things completely and i've just spoke about emotion ultimately but there is different massively different aspects that are that are really involved in in understanding mental health and i think that that's the the bit that i want to sort of dive into because a man will just carry on he will just go to work every single day i i did it for fucking four years went to work every single day i never took a day fucking sick i just i was there 24 7 that was my life Was it healthy? No. But because I was unhappy and not doing the things that I've been talking about for the last 14 fucking months, because I was doing none of those, none of those, everybody from a business perspective, uh, an employee perspective, from a colleague perspective, I was I was winning. I was winning. I was there twenty four seven. The work was fucking exceptional. It we got the best fucking. Um, we were the best site in all of the sites in the contract. Um, it was it was spectacular. So from a thingy, from an outside point of view, everyone's looking in, going, "This guy's achieving. This guy's fucking winning." No, he's not. This guy's fucking hurting, because anybody that spends more than their fucking out their their required hours at work is avoiding something you are avoiding your work-life balance and that's the fucking part there you're avoiding the situation rather than dealing with the situation you're shutting yourself down you are doing an isolate a form of isolation the thing is with that form of isolation is that isolation is negative it's really negative and why is it negative because everybody looks at it as he's not isolating everybody, even your wife, your partner, your husband, whatever it may be, your father, mother, brother, sister, friends, they don't look at you as isolating because you're in work. So you're at work. So I'm there at fucking eight o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night. I'm there. And I'm winning at work. Whilst I'm in work, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm borderline fucking crying. I'm, I'm hurting. Every aspect of my body and mind is hurting. But because I've done the man thing and I've dived into work and I've used work. And I'm not saying it's just men. There is women out there that do do that. There is. But inherently it's men that do that. They don't show their emotion. And a woman might do that but she'll show emotion fairly quickly. Men will do this for a sustained period of time. Till it gets to the point where the man will literally go, what the fuck am I doing? I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm overweight. I'm unhappy. I'm doing nothing but spending time at work. Nobody's fucking there for me. Nobody's around me. I've got no friends because everybody just knows I work. What's the fucking point, mate? And then you are a statistic, unfortunately. That's you because you go what's the point whereas what you could have done was just at the start gone fuck this do what you need to do get in get done get out spend time with your friends and your family enjoying fucking life making your life worthwhile because if you want to get to the end and all you want to say is well yeah i did a fucking amazing job for circo i i I basically, I, I was the best camp in in all of the sites um do you get bonus for that oh no no do you get pay rise no 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 but i was the best Uh, i've got this bit of paper that says i was really good oh okay then so what are you gonna do with that well not a lot mate once i die that will just literally go in the bin because nobody will know what it's for or, or care about it oh okay so and you died early because oh yeah this is by the way me at the pearly gates um you died early because well i was invested i was invested in that work i did a good job Oh, but everyone around you is having a good time, enjoying life and without you. And I look back at all of those seven fucking years where I lived away. And I see my girls growing up and I see them on the beach. I see them with my my wife. I see them with my mum and dad and friends and family. I see the photos and I'm in none of them. Why? Because I was at work. I was doing what I do best. I was winning. I was succeeding. I was at work. Yay. It doesn't fucking matter, does it? I should have been in the photos. They're the things that matter. They're what I can take with me. Everything else gets handed back or binned. I take love and I take memories with me. That's what I take with me. Okay? Bear that in mind the next time you're sat at your desk, unhappy, not dealing with the situation, ploughing into work, look and go, this isn't very good. What am I going to get out of this? Nothing. By all means, win in life, win at work, but don't do it at the detriment to your mental health and stress, your mental health and well being, okay? That's a key, important reflection note there. Take it away with you, Daniel Boob. <laughs> anyway, you lovely, lovely, sexy bastards. Um, as always, I'm going to finish off with a little bit because I am trying to press myself again. So please, please, please um, comment, share chuck a like on Podbean for fuck's sake jump on say give me a share Get a share my podcast whatever you need to do help me out as well because i really appreciate it um you know my heart and soul's invested in this and um and i really like helping people and i'm going to finish up on a little note that um it's going to eventually come around to another friend of mine so another a friend of mine uh, called mark he's at the moment uh, walking i think i mentioned him he's doing uh, 10 miles a day and um for for a year to raise money for a mental health uh, charity and lose a bit of weight and i've been briefly talking to him um over over tiktok actually believe it or not and i'm doing a, a charity project uh for a mental health a men's mental health charity uh, to do with my artwork which is going to be coming up soon which is absolutely amazing i really can't wait for that they do their own they brew their own beers I've got two beer bottles that are coming my way um, he's sent them full which is phenomenal so I can sample the delights and then I'm gonna turn one into a cracked glass um, some of my artwork check out my Etsy page uh, little John James little John designs oh, is it is it James little John designs Little John designs I think it's called actually so bear with me a secondo while I just get stuck in it's called little John designs check me out on Etsy um and i'm going to be check me out on little john designs as well uh james little john designs on facebook and i'm doing a little art project for the mental health charity which is going to be amazing one's going to be a broken one one's going to be a a complete one um laid in the resin don't know how i'm going to do it yet i think i've got to cut the bottle in half so i'm gonna have to go to a a glass cutter which is going to be a bit fucking pricey probably um no it won't be because I'll, 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 i'll work away at doing it myself so it's going to look like a complete one and a smashed one, and it's going to show you. And we're going to do something to do with mental health around being—you might be broken, but you know this is what, this is what we do to become complete again. And I think it's going to be a beautiful little story. Um, all pro bono stuff—they're just paying for the materials, um, which is absolutely fantastic because I get to put my heart and soul into it. And uh, you know, the publicity side of things will be great. So um, yeah, that's all standing by. So some good stuff there. So like I say, if you ever see any of my stuff, like, comment, share. Uh, it all really does help me massively. Um, when you invest in yourself, it's really important that the people around you support. So, and I'm reaching the world. Like I said, um, hello to the uh, the Yankee Doodles, my my good American friends. I think I had someone from Switzerland as well. Poland's listening. Russia's listening. Crazy. <laughs> That's something to do. with. you not not spying on my earbuggers. buggers? Um, so yeah. So some really positive stuff. I've got a smile beaming on my face because you know this is about the positivity. This is what I'm trying to promote here. Positivity. So yeah amazing listening to you uh, amazing talking to you i hope you've enjoyed the listening bit i'll get my my words right eventually so uh, and i look forward to talking to you again i've got another topic coming up like I said i've got a nice i'm back to normal jogging this week and and yeah my podcasts are back into my priority because my artwork has been prioritized for the four days and now podcasts are back in juggling life balance i'm going to talk about life balance actually to offer a little bit of an insight into that um, and really the negatives to not managing a good work-life balance because we a lot of us do it and it's wrong we shouldn't do it so take care look after yourself and i will speak to you amazing people really soon